0: This is the Kratom Science Journal Club with Dr. Jonathan Cachet, neuroscientist and expert in psychopharmacology. In each episode, we discuss an article in a peer-reviewed journal. I'm your host, Brian Gallagher, blog and social media writer for KratomScience.com, your source for all things Kratom. This is part two of answering the questions we didn't get to in the R-Kratom AMA. We talk about Kratom regulations, Kratom as a pharma drug, dopamine, libido, weird effects, hallucinogens with a family history of bipolar. We'd like to make this a regular part of the Journal Club if you should have any questions for Dr. Shea about drug effects on the brain or Kratom in general, leave a voicemail at 412-353-9770 That's 412-353-9770 And the next question is just kind of an opinion one. Uh, How do you think the opinion of public slash regulatory body slash medical field will change as more Kratom research is done? Additionally, do you think Kratom is being villainized in America because it could potentially take business away from pharmaceutical companies.
1: I do think that if people are choosing freedom over pharmaceutical or big pharma uh, compounds, that it's not going to go unnoticed and it's not going to go like big pharma is not going to back out of the, the market, you know, with their hands tied in their head down and just leave it. Um, <laughs> but there's no like immediate evidence to, to suggest this. Um, but it is I think it is being villainized, or at least it was. I, I think that you know there's like a you can see when it's it's getting villainized because there's like a string of local news stories that all are sort of talking about the same thing, just with a new like local area in which they're talking about. And like, you know, parents make sure you stick by after six while we tell you what you know, what the newest drug craze with your students are, what they're getting at school. And it's it's yeah. just like uh, Fear mongering and uh, hysteria, hysteria, and you know I think that you know, what was the journal club where we chatted with Mark? It, it was there was the three of us, uh, Mark, and Brian, and myself were talking a lot about the sort of hysteria and the history of the drug war as it relates to like using it to to um, justify prohibition. So I, I don't think it's crazy to think that kratom is being vi- villainized. I think it was being villainized um like heavily maybe three or four years ago in attempts to get it prohibited but that didn't work because you know the creative community uh showed up at local um hearings and uh you know shared their truth and put a, put faces to the name of who these creative users are and and that has has fought back a lot of bands but then again it, it looks like somebody's trying to slip something through tennessee i got an email from aka um about a house bill You know you see these house bills Mm -hmm. from freshman freshman legislators like their first or second year in a state legislature um and they really have no uh their past interests or profession has nothing to do with this so how did they get a crannon bill generally and this happens a lot you know the lobbyists in the industry wrote the bill gave it to her along with the donation and said you know she get get this passed um, it's an unfortunate reality, but that's how that's how it really works.
0: Yeah, and sometimes I think in the case with Pen- the Pennsylvania guy, um, it, it's just this somebody died. They had kratom in their system, so it was labeled a kratom related death. This guy, you know, he's just a local, you know, rep. He wants to do something about it. And look like he's doing something about it. So he's like, "Okay, let's ban, let's do a ban bill." But I think it's like that the whole media misconception kind of feeds into uh, people calling their legislators, "Why is this stuff legal?" Uh, I my neighbor's son died of it. Meanwhile, the kid probably had fentanyl in the system. Something can be said for political activists because because somebody's going to put pressure on your rep, and if you're not going to do it than somebody else's with a different interest. So, it's yeah. it's good to at least contact your reps and, and be like, this stuff works for me. I think it should be legal because it could be uh, potentially help people, blah, blah, blah.
1: Yeah, that no, stuff. I mean, it is important. <laughs> if there's a local issue um, or a, a local hearing, you know, like a public hearing mm-hmm. on Kratom, um, if you're a Kratom user and you don't want to see it illegal or you don't want to... Um, you know, wake up one day as a criminal, because you have kratom, then you have to get out and you have to go participate in those local political discussions um, and share, you know, what you use, what, why you use it, how effective it's been for you, um, how long you've been using it. All that stuff is the only way really to beat the local initiatives. When bills go unopposed and uh, the legislature that's sponsoring them or the, the man or woman that's sponsoring them, doesn't really care about what the bill's even about they just uh, were asked to pass it they'll just pass it through you know, yeah it doesn't it, they won't think twice about it so you have to be there locally to you know and hopefully that was a goal with this podcast hopefully you guys can uh pull some of the studies that we've mentioned or reviewed here and, and talk to your representative about it um because they don't know i can tell you that for sure <laughs> uh this guy well. this yeah.
0: next guy azhz 96 uh Many, including my help myself, sometimes experience a lot of effects, but then one day uh, you get zero effects from the same dose, same batch on an empty stomach. Why is this? I paid attention to what food and ingredients I consume. I, I that sounds like tolerance issue, like you're building up a tolerance.
1: No, because it, it's, you know, he's saying like essentially the next day it we come back, like there's just random days in which mm. he gets zero effects from the same dose, same batch and on an empty stomach. Um, I've noticed, I've also noticed that, um, and I have no clue why that happens. Um, you know, the first thing I think we would, you ruled out all of the pri- potential primary causes, changing the dose, changing the batch, full or empty stomach. Um, so beyond that, it's really tough to say, I mean, you could speculate that it may have something to do with, um, you know, like depletion of neurotransmitters or, um, you know, giving yourself a break. I don't, I don't know exactly. Um, but it, it, I know what you're talking about and I, I have not been able to find a specific pattern, uh, related to it at all either.
0: Yeah, I mean certain days. Yeah, certain days I get less of the effects, and 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 then sometimes some days I don't. I mean, you. I mean, I don't even take kratom every day. I'll I'll do it for like four days in a row, and then stop, and then not even do it for a week, and then come back. So for me, it's definitely not a tolerance issue. If I do it one day from the other, it doesn't have the same effects. It's,
1: but well, I think it does. It goes the other way around too. Where like sometimes the same dose um, can give you stronger effects, mm-hmm. um, and and that's that's also weird. I, and I, so I don't know. I don't know why that
0: is. Is it because maybe if it's a blend uh, of two different you know batches, which a lot of vendors will do just to have a different product, um, might be might not be mixed as well. Uh, you know, they might have just put the <laughs> it's the one the, the uh, green on the bottom and the red on top and just psh, 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 a little bit.
1: Yeah, it's, that's a good It's a good guess. Um, but with how polarized and, and ground up all the plant material is, like, it would be really hard not to assume that it's a homogenous batch, meaning that, like, the two were mixed thoroughly. Um, so... You know, I, I don't know. It, it, I think that, that they're, if they're grinding this stuff up and mixing it in a giant bat, which I assume they are, yeah. it would be difficult for, like, a, a, one section to have a, an area that has, like, no metraginine in it. It's not impossible, for sure, but I, I don't think that manufacturing effects is behind it either. I think it has something to do with with, like, available circulating... Transmitter levels or signaling molecule levels. Uh, mm. Maybe it has something to do with like your immune system and uh, the interaction between the immune system and your nervous system. Um, mm. But I, you know, I it's just shooting darts. It, usually, it's something to do with like you did you have a fatty lunch or um, like uh, uh, a leafy like green lunch without you know saturated fats. That can definitely change how medica- medications are absorbed um, in the stomach, but. He's saying even on an empty stomach. So yeah, I, I I agree with what he's that this happens sometimes. I agree that it goes both ways too. I would add that it goes both ways. Why that happens unknown.
0: Yeah. Well, what? How does it work with the fats with uh, with uh, cannabis? I I'm, I feel like I asked you this before, but it, it's fat soluble. So does that mean like if you eat a fatty meal, it'll increase the effects?
1: Oh, hydro, so hydro, yeah. So it's hydro, um, hydrophobic. So it uh, cannabinoids um, travel with fats. So if you have a fatty lunch and you eat an edible, I think that the the edible may kick in a little bit faster. I don't necessarily think it like washes it out. I think that yeah. it's like it it blends in the oil and the oil, it can like transmit through the intestines a little bit faster. Um, I you know, I don't know how it would change like the pH of your stomach either. pH can have a big effect on how things are metabolized. Okay. Um but yeah, Kratom it enjoys is, is fat um soluble and they're they're essentially like fatty molecules. That's why that's why uh you could fail a, uh, a cannabis test like several uh days or two weeks or so after you consume it because it gets sort of lodged in with your fat stores. Um I think that it would assist in the absorption, not uh, prevent. I
0: feel like we talked about regulation. Uh...
1: Well, yeah. Do you imagine a world where Kratom is regulated as marijuana in legal states where you think the substance is headed? No, I don't think we'll ever see an entire industry built around Kratom Um, where people are like buying and spending multi-million dollars on cultivation operations and facilities to then, you know, sell in specifically licensed cannabis stores. Um, I think that it's headed more um, down the way of like supplements um, or vitamins. And hopefully I think we'll see more Kratom uh, cultivated in the U.S. products made from that. Uh, but I think that's where where kratom is headed. Um, yeah. Not not like cannabis.
0: I mean, I feel like the uh, I mean, because people learned a lot about a cannabis from growing it for years underground, and there hasn't been that with kratom yet. So it's it's not even we're not even close to reproducing the stuff with the alkaloids like that's in Indonesia over in the United States. So we for one thing we can't have it's going to be a long time before we have domestic growing operations that actually produce something that we're consuming now i think yeah yeah, i mean if you're i was a farmer for seven years and it's like it takes you a whole year to learn i shouldn't have done that with the lettuce i mean well lettuce is Uh an easy one but something it takes you a year it's like it takes generations to uh, learn the stuff so I think you yeah, know it's going to be a lot different I mean we're probably going to have to import most of it
1: and cannabis is, is was illegal and it's overcoming being illegal mm. right it's doesn't legal. Have that yeah. Prohibition. Yeah. So it has it's, less it's regulation than
0: cannabis does now. It definitely right. mean a lot less. So it'll right, it'll right. be it'll be different. But uh, Eric, okay, next question. Obviously, morphine-based opioids like hydrocodone, oxycodone, are the main semi-synthetic opioids used in medicine. Do you see anything like this potentially happening with kratom? Um. Yeah. I mean. Already they're studying like extracted mitragynine, and now they're just realizing that extracted mytragine is not going to do the same thing as the entourage effect right, of right. Uh, everything in kratom. I think they're going in that direction. There's, it's they are trying to make it into a medicine. That's I, I think University of Florida wants to do that eventually, develop it into a medicine with the right amount of alkaloids and it's good because it hits on all those different receptors so it's 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 definitely a superior drug to uh it would be a superior drug to opioids opiates or opioid derivatives because it hits on those different receptors so it has a lot of that antidepressive stuff i think that we're going to find out and it has and it also has the uh, opioid you know withdrawal uh uh treatment effects
1: yeah Uh uh-huh i think i think for sure we're going to see metragenine based compounds like yeah um you look at the the chemical structure of metragenine or or the other creative alkaloids figure out ways that you can modify it to make it patentable or um cross the blood brain barrier which you wouldn't have to mitraginine does but you know, they'll look for something that they can do to change it that doesn't change the effects or reduces any potential risk that's discovered and then put it in a pill and, and sell it. So do, do I see this thing being a possibility at some point? Like, of course, always. And, uh, you know, that's what big pharma does is look at natural compounds and then build on top of them or replicate them so they can put them in a, in a, in a pill form. So yes, yeah, definitely a possibility, and I think Brian's right. It is already happening. I think that there are like companies already formed um, that are like trying to gather IP for metragenine, based painkillers that then hopefully they want to sell to the big big pharma once they you know get it through phase one or clinical trials or something like that. But it's happening for sure
0: this one's interesting can you please analyze the risk of serotonin sy- syndrome of using kratom with medications like stratera I looked up stratera which is also atomex exotene this is the first time I've heard of that but there's uh-huh. nothing on that specific uh, drug on PubMed at all with kratom so or mitragenine so I'm not too sure about that
1: so we, I mentioned serotonin syndrome when we were talking about the neurotoxicity effects and that like, serotonin um, syndrome is a uh, is a potentially neurotoxic situation when the cells are um, bathed or overstimulated by serotonin. It looks like that stratera is a selected norepinephrine reuptake inhibitor. So it's not a serotonergic, it's not an SSRI, it would be um a snri um norepinephrine or noradrenaline is a catecholamine uh neurotransmitter so it's in the same family as dopamine uh and serotonin um so again on this i think that the there's there's two parts of me The, the the one that wants to be cautious will say like you know, if you're taking two compounds that increase the amount of serotonin in your, in your system, you may want to be careful because serotonin syndrome is real. Um, you know, we learned a lot about serotonin syndrome during the rave days. Like NDMA was legal. And there was a lot of people who like, that's why everybody drinks water when they're at a rave to like try to help um, avoid that. Um, but then there's another part of me that says like, you know, there are millions in the U.S. taking Stratera. And of that, there's probably quite a large subset that is taking it with Kratom um, and the risk of serotonin syndrome in taking what would be normal therapeutic doses of both of those is very low. Uh, it's not zero, but it's low. if you're taking more, you know, if you're taking more than what your psychiatrist prescription says and you're putting on top of that uh the the kratom and a lot of kratom you your risk gets increased even more um so it's not like it's going to happen uh at in the therapeutic doses and the therapeutic window serotonin syndrome isn't like an inevitability but the the more you take and uh, at the same time the higher the risk becomes just be careful
0: and the next uh Questions from a deleted account: How do kratom and dopamine agonists react with one another? I mean, I I put. I mean, we touched on dopamine a little bit on um, potential for kratom as an antidepressant, antipsychotic when we talked about that on the uh, second episode of Journal Club. But this is a more kind of specific thing.
1: So, kratom binds to dopaminergic receptors so kratom if you take the kratom and you're taking it with a dopamine agonist or something that binds to dopamine receptors you're essentially creating a situation for competitive um, blocking right so like depending on how tightly your agonist binds to certain receptor subtypes and or how how the binding affinity of kratom and its alkaloids they're essentially you can't have them both bound to receptors at the same time, and so they're essentially competing for each other for binding to uh, those receptors in your in your nervous system. It doesn't necessarily mean that um, too much dopamine or additional dopamine will be released. It, it's a lot. It has a lot more to do with what they do once they bind to the receptor. Um, so it's hard to say. But like if you add if you're adding two things that bind to the same you know receptor you're you're creating competition before them you're not potentiating it necessarily you're you're pro- potentially and, and probably most likely they're they're swapping in and out for each other so like you get 25 percent less effects of both um taken at the same time uh pro- prolactin is related to um breast milk and i knew i knew that and i knew that it was involved with like hormonal signaling, uh, prolactin secretion, endocrine neurons in the hypothalamus. that secrete dopamine to D2 receptors causing inhibition. So it looks like stimulation of D2 receptors, um, lacotropes causes the inhibition of prolactin secretion. Does that vibe with what she said? Uh, this dopamine agonist lowers prolactin levels. So um, given that kratom is also a dopamine agonist, I would say that it's safe to assume that um, it also lowers prolactin. Um, But I am unaware of any studies that looked at kratom and and prolactin or hormonal signaling together. Um, So head-to-head, kratom head-to-toe, case of adverse... Side effects of kratom use. So this is a this is a 2019 article um, from uh, Boston, Massachusetts, home of pharmaceutical companies galore. Anyways, um, there's a sentence in here that refers to kratom. Um, kratom administration was associated with elevated prolactin and reduced testosterone levels. Um, okay I've heard about people talk about reduced testosterone levels in Kratom in that's another weird one yeah yeah um and if if your dopaminergic drugs which is what the um bromocriptine um is also a dopamine agonist they both would increase prolactin levels Kratom as an emerging drug of abuse raises prolactin and causes secondary hypogonadism um I've, I've saw that. that. I've seen that one. Yeah, so, I
0: don't know. I, I I've heard from people who said it increases their libido, decreases, and I think I feel like most people say it doesn't do anything. That's what it does for me. Not nothing. Nothing helps or hurts that.
1: It's hard to say, and and a lot of it, you know, a lot of it goes back to like saying set and setting. So what your yeah. expectations are going into the use, it like helps facilitate. Uh, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy so it looks like there are people that are looking at it but um, it's not the biggest area of creative research that's for sure
0: that, that's kind of the next one. The um, they at Mazy Cat asked. I've noticed the kratom use increases OCD like thoughts and behaviors somewhat. Is this effect common and white minded this happen? I feel like if you have OCD, then it might because with me, I get a little energy boost and I get a little focus. And somebody who has OCD is already kind of hyper focused on their obsessive thoughts and compulsive behaviors, like you know. If they take kratom, they'll probably alphabetize their uh, book collection or whatever. (laughs) But uh, I I feel like that is if you already have OCD, then it might increase that uh, temporarily just while you have the kratom. But I don't know. I don't know about any of the science on that or if it's available. Well, like this is one of those things where. There hasn't been a lot of studies in kratom on humans, so there has n- definitely not been specific t- studies on humans who have been diagnosed with OCD. You know, I don't. I, I really don't think there. Ha- if there is, I'd like to see it.
1: Yeah, and OCD is. Primarily, it seems to be the serotonin hypothesis of OCD has been formulated following the observation of the efficacy of antidepressants in OCD. Um, so people are using, you know, treating OCD with SSRIs. Um, I notice increases in OCD-like thoughts and behaviors is somewhat different. so. That's increasing. So, I mean, that could be due to an increase in catecholamine signaling activity, the dopamine, serotonin, and norepinephrine um, type uh, of drugs. Further complicating things is the efficacy of amphetamines, decreased dopamine transporter activity. So, efficacy of amphetamines, do you think amphetamines reduce the symptoms of OCD, or do you think it makes it worse? Yeah, furthermore, increased dopamine release in the nucleus comments after deep brain stimulation correlates with improvement in symptoms going to reduce dopamine release in the striatum playing a role in generating symptoms. So if you increase the amount of dopamine, dopamine signaling or serotonin signaling, you're seeing a reduction in OCD-like symptoms. So I don't know why the craving use would increase OCD-like symptoms. Um, I have not... is this effect common and why might it happen it's definitely related to catecholamines uh signaling um and i it's not not that common i I haven't really heard a lot about um ocd or people with uh with ocd using craving
0: yeah yeah that's a stumper now the next one i don't understand this question because i've never heard of this and it seems to completely contradict the effects that i've had with kratom he says is there any way to counteract the brain fog and memory issues that kratom causes maybe get another brand because it might be uh contaminated
1: yeah yeah i've never really had a brain fog or memory issues with kratom you know not to the extent that like um alcohol can yeah you know um or even like cannabis or an edible in terms of brain fog so yeah. i don't know i don't i don't i don't really know which which fog you were you're thinking about there here's what i'd say set and setting your your mindset going into it will affect you you know how you experience the drug. so maybe try thinking that it's not going to give you broad brain fog and memory issues
0: And everything isn't necessarily caused by Kratom. It might be something else uh, that you're experiencing. Like this other guy said he has sleep paralysis. This is the very bottom. Why does Kratom cause these unusual sleep paralysis feelings? Only when laying down to go to sleep at night, it almost feels like a seizure. Dude, I don't think that's Kratom. I mean, I feel like... I mean, try to change your vendor, I guess. But and again we're not your, you know you should go to a doctor and talk about that shit but like yeah. I've never heard of Kratom causing per- sleep paralysis there's nothing in the literature about that I haven't even seen it that kind of comment before so it's kind of like sometimes it's just you can't blame it on the substance it might be something else
1: what do they mean by sleep paralysis? Like they feel like they can't move? I've experienced that
0: one time. It's almost like I mean, this is like years ago. It's on my parents' couch. I was I think I was in college and visiting home, and I just couldn't move. Like you feel like you're awake, but you can't can't move. Like you're almost to that waking period. I think that's like a mental issue. I don't. It's I don't think it's a result of the kratom, at all.
1: Yeah, and I wonder. Yeah, I mean. Um, if it's lucid dreaming or like there are other objects involved it's. I think you're right Brian I've had that once or twice
0: and it's just like you feel like you're about to get up you're still kind of sleepy but usually you can move and then you can't move and it is really weird and it's like some people say oh it's an alien spaceship Uh, I think it's probably an alien spaceship that's sending a beam down on you and not the (laughs) crater yeah but they That's didn't important. get you. At least they didn't get you. They they started to bring you up, but uh, yeah. yeah, they didn't get you. Made it. <laughs> uh, okay, and this other guy is talking about psychedelics. His grandfather was bipolar. He's like, he's basically asking if it's okay if I continue to take psychedelics or am I playing with a loaded gun? Uh, he loves mushrooms. Deep spiritual level. But his grandpa's bipolar, so is he going to end up in a... Basically, is he going to end up in an institution? I mean, I've known people who've had bad experiences with psychedelics because they've had schizophrenic parents. But I don't know. Bipolar's a little different. Um, And, like, it's like, we can't tell you what to do or not. It's it's, it's, It's like, this is your own thing that you have to choose uh, basically, but uh, I, I feel like, you know, people with a family history of uh, mental illness should be really careful and just do as much of your own research as you can, but
1: I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is very specific. Um, Grandpa has bipolar. Should I? Am I going to get bipolar? Uh, am, are you playing with it? It's very difficult to say um, if you're Talking about mushrooms, I think that they're one of the safest drugs that exists. Um, this hallucinatory, hallucinatory, like persistent perception disorder, this HPPD. I don't really um, subscribe to the notion that people like can have flashbacks. Um, you know, like acid gets stored in your spinal cord. Like a lot of that is based out of like hysteria from dare and bad drug education. I mean, once you see what trailing, you know, like trailers look like, or you the notice edge it. Lines it, vibrate. Yeah, yes. You, you, it you notice you it, notice like,
0: notice if you're, it. you're sleepy or you're right. looking out of the side corner of your eye, and or yeah. you're looking really close at, like, a TV with just snow on it, you can notice patterns. I've I definitely right. had that. Yeah. But, yeah. It, but it, yeah. I don't It's It's not any kind of psychosis. It's just kind of like your brain remembering what tripping was like
1: yeah yeah that's what i think yeah i I don't think that people are like like uh, all of a sudden thrown back into this psychedelic like state they just it was such an impactful you know experience that they remember what it was like and so they can start seeing things like that but uh, you know if you do stay up for too long you will start hallucinating that's for sure i mean lack of sleep can do that to you Mm. um i don't know it's hard for me to say you know what your particular journey is going to be I don't think that you have a huge risk, um, eating mushrooms. Um, but you know, this it's, I understand it's a difficult conversation to have with like a psychiatrist or a psychologist. Um, but you know, if that's the case, maybe you need a new psychologist or psychiatrist, uh, then, you know, one that's going to tell you that mushrooms might be dangerous. Um, there, there's, there's very little risk of, uh, like an overdose or too much, catecholamine activity with the mushroom. So if you're just sticking to that, um, I think you'd be all right. You know, when you get to molly or MDMA um, and like some of like ayahuasca or some of the other um, like research chemical types and there's LSD-A, um, you know, I, just stick to mushrooms. I think you'll have a fulfilled life. And uh, I don't think you need to worry about like falling into bipolar disorder. Moreover, if you do fall into black bipolar disorder like maybe that was your genetic destiny and whether or not you took mushrooms or not was irrelevant you Mm -hmm. know don't don't like like on the previous question don't blame it on the just because that's what you think you should blame it on
0: my two friends with schizophrenia who did acid and it didn't work out for them they just stopped doing it and they're fine now uh they had parents with schizophrenia it was like it seems to be genetic and Two friends uh-huh. that I know, but but yeah, they they would no, acid. It was like always a bad trip, but it didn't permanently change their brain chemistry. That's you know, like don't take it as medical advice. That's what I'm saying. Just and yeah. it's good that you're careful. Like do as much research as you can. All right, thank you, Dr. Shea, at J Shea on Twitter. Like I said, call in with questions four one two three five three nine seven seven zero. Coming up, we will have return to Kratom Stories as well as more Journal Club and more Kratom Science Podcasts, interviews with scientists. The music is Captain Big Wheel. The song is called Moon Runner. The Kratom Science Podcast is produced by me, Brian Gallagher, for KratomScience.com. Take care.